0: The Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook, talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them.
1: So welcome to The Instructor Podcast. As always, I am your esteemed host, Terry Cook, and today we've got an extra special episode, but just before we dive into that, I just want to ask you all a favour. Head over to theinstructorpodcast.com, that's the website, theinstructorpodcast.com go to the feedback section and answer the four polls that are in there. See we're coming to the end of season 2 now and the feedback we get over there is going to help me shape season 3 so I can provide you with the best podcast possible. So head over to the instructorpodcast.com Go to the feedback section and answer the four polls. I'd really appreciate it if you could do that. Now, today, as I said, it's a bit of a special episode, a bit of a different episode. See, so a few months ago, GoRody hosted a webinar and it had four instructors on it. It had myself and it had Howard Floyd, Bob Morton and Chris Benstead. And we all did like a presentation talking about different aspects of the industry and Michael Carve, Go Roadie, are basically giving me the audio to offer to you guys here. So if you missed out on that webinar, you can listen to the full two hours worth on this podcast we are about to get it now. If you enjoy it, make sure you sign up for the next one. But really big thank you to Go roddy for, for throwing it over here so I can give it to you guys as well. While we're speaking about Go roddy Go check them out. They've got some wonderful resources, including the app, which, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I use. They've also got the Inquiry Manager, which has come out recently, which is helping you manage inquiries, basically taking more pressure and more stress off of your shoulders. And as well as that, make sure you go and vote in the GoRody Awards. Now, all these links will be in the show notes and they'll also be over at the instructorpodcast.com. So again, I hope you like this episode. If you do, don't bother thanking me. Go and thank Michael Carr, and thank the other guests, Howard Floyd, Bob Morton, and indeed Chris Benstead. But I think that's enough from me. I'll let you enjoy this two-hour beast that has all the goodness and all the CPD you could ever wish for.
2: Excellent. Right. Um, I think we'll we'll get started, I guess, for today. So, obviously, the format today is... um, what, we're, what i'm trying to do is a format of like basically like uh i want to do this maybe every couple of months where we'll get, get people in a room and share ideas a bit like ted but for this industry uh which would be quite cool uh but we don't say ted officially because we might get sued but it's fine uh so anyone for those not know me i'm michael i'm from gorodi um and uh i just want to give quite an introduction about um who we are and what we do and then i'll pass it on to the experts to get into the real valuable stuff uh so I quickly i will show you um what we're about um we're go and what we are focused on is our core mission and i think all these guys will back that up our core mission is really about improving quality of life for driving instructors and that's what we're all about we every single thing we do comes back to making and lives better. Um, and the way we do that is we we want to help earn more money in the future if you have something you want. Uh, and something we're really focused on at the moment is giving time back. And that's with our product, GoRori Pro. And we like to work with local associations uh, to help reduce the problem of isolation. And the thing we're doing today is uh, providing free cpd sessions which is about improving skills and hoping hoping you become a better instructor hoping to make learner drivers safer and that's what we're about fundamentally if we can help earn more money to give you time back connect you with groups and and help you become a better instructor then we're doing that goal of improving the quality of life and that's what we do day in day out uh uh as a company um and um so you've probably seen uh, like blog posts or, or CPT sessions or webinars in the past, and this is something I want to do more regularly, more often, and because uh, I can't say that word. And um, and then uh, yeah, and hopefully we'll do these sort of CPT sessions every few months uh, and get different speakers on and just share ideas. And I think that'd be a really nice way to build a
0: community as well. So just just, uh, a, just a quick question, Michael. Does does everybody know what you mean by giving time back?
2: Uh probably not. Uh like uh, what's what, man what with
3: mean? a clock above his head. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: well, a good question. So like um what we're like when I say time back, it's like GoRody Pro is like that's our way of giving time back. And uh what we've done is we built a product uh which is a smart diary management. And what that is, is it helps um ADIs kind of manage their day. It means they don't have to send less reminders, it means they don't have to um, do their year-end accounts. It's basically one-click year-end accounts is what we're aiming for for the for all instructors. Filling in lesson gaps when you've got a last-minute cancellation, and and we have a really nice feature which is checking waiting lists. So basically, you put someone on your waiting list. You can forget about them because we'll check in with them every single two weeks to make sure they're still keen, wanting to learn with you. And that way, you're you're saving all those. these little moments they're saving you tons of time and and that's it's either time which you can earn more money or it's time you can just sit back get home switch off and that's Mm -hmm. and that's why like i'm really passionate about it because i I genuinely believe in the cause and i genuinely think it, it, it is improving your life and uh so um and ultimately what we want is to be the best app in the market and that's what i genuinely want to build the best app for instructors and I won't stop until we're there. And I think we're actually pretty close, to be honest, uh, if not there, but I, I, we need to keep pushing, we need to keep innovating, we need to keep listening. And the only way we're gonna get there to build the best app is by working with ADIs, listening and making tweaks and making it better and better every single week. So, and that's that's what GoRody is about. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I, anything else, or should I pass on to you, to you, gents? Well, I think
0: it's a nice explanation. Well thank pleasure. you very much.
2: Yeah. No, great guys. Uh I'll pass on to Chris who's gonna to open tonight uh to talking about the future industry. Uh so hopefully it's it's uh it's a, it's a bright future, Chris, right?
3: So well yeah, it yeah, what what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about the future, um which which as we will discover, um involved destroying Facebook. Um can I have the ability to share screen, please, Michael? Because I can then uh, Get rid of my face and uh, share some other bits. If you could keep an eye in case any questions come up, that would be lovely because I can't see that bit. Not while I'm doing this.
2: Do you want want questions as we go or questions at the end?
3: I'm easy. Um, I'll let you decide. Depends what the question is. I've got lasagna for dinner in case that preempts one. Um, There we go. Hope, can I get a thumbs up? from the panel if you can see all mine. good lovely good good okay so um yeah talking about the future so this nice little um car was for terry's benefit um i thought we'd appreciate uh, a little bit of back to the future um so for those of you that haven't encountered me uh if the run-up to this wasn't wasn't enough uh i am uh adi audit trainer uh, co-run a better driver training um, now specializing in theory so I haven't got a car uh, not a teaching car so I am out um, sorry I'm on zoom all the time rather than uh, being stuck uh, stuck behind the uh, the, the dashboard um, co-founded the driving instructor and trainers collective DITC and I've worked with people. I don't know if I can class DVSA as a brand. Uh, they probably do. Uh, but TSO, James May, Sky News, um, New Driver Program, Go Roadie, My Drive Time, and Marmalade Insurance. So um, getting to work with people in the industry and uh, making things better. Just to to back up what Michael just said, um, Go Roadie, awesome. Um, you know, they, they just deliver for us they run what we do um, on the DITC on the hub and uh, you yeah, know they just want to make things easier so um, definitely check out what they've got so we learn from the past and uh, past mistakes and successes so I think reflection is really important it's something we talk about a lot so I thought I'd start looking at the future by looking back a bit and why I came into being an ADI and what people are are sold, um, or are told it's going to be about being independent, being your own boss, uh, being flexible, how you know, being able to work your own hours. And I can hear you all laughing now. Um, but <laughs> during that process, we we often find ourselves, you know, and en- ending up in a rut inside an industry that's been going for a very long time, and that has. You know got its own way of doing things uh, and I, I know lots of us are, are changing we're being forced to and there's lots that want to change but it can be really difficult and we've got customers and parents you know of of, of the the younger learners um, who are all they've got their own view of what we do and that can be a lot to fight against we can easily find ourselves disconnected um, and separated from everybody because it could be a lonely job. So when I joined the industry, you know, engaging with instructors was very much about the test centre. And COVID managed to take that one away from from us to a large extent. And and we saw people struggling, the likes of, you know, companies like Go Roadie, uh, associations like the DIA and the NJC, struggling to get the message out because there weren't the walls to put things on. Um, and in uh, 2010, I started up the first Facebook group for driving instructors, which was I'm a driving instructor uh, and I'm on Facebook. Uh, affectionately known as the dark side, we'll argue that one out another day, um, we, we we came up with it. So uh, it's definitely one of those phrases that has hung about. Um, and love it or hate it, it definitely gave birth to lots of other groups and uh, st- started a lot of the engagement that we see so a question that comes up regularly when i'm chat with people is the way that facebook is is really engaged in the the driving instructor industry or instructors are engaged on facebook so i decided to have a look at this and and kind of focus on this and the concept that potentially you know what might happen if facebook disappeared and then i sent michael a message last night because facebook did um facebook whatsapp and instagram all crashed for anyone that wasn't aware Uh, and we um and we you know discovered for a short brief spell what it was like not to have facebook um issue that i can see is that if we're so heavily invested in facebook and people see you know the comment by someone the other day that you know so and so wasn't on facebook as if it was the the center of everything then what do we do when it disappears um and i mentioned to to michael at the beginning about my dragons that died when i lost my facebook access um on on an app that i was playing what if it was more than that what if it was my business and i wasn't able to um, you know to access those those things that are important. Um, so George Bernard Shaw said progress is impossible without change and those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything and I think that's reflective of, of driving instructors um, that you know we have to be open and engaged to that change along the way. Um, so looking at things Looking at how we work, and and then a future focus. Um, what I'd like to do is to offer a few um, opportunities, and I'd like you know everyone to find at least one that they feel they could engage with. Um, they're under the four C's, so we might end up with one of each, or you might like all of them. Um, but make a note and make a promise to have a go at you know engaging and, and making a future plan. And here are the four C's. So the first one is control. And I think this is something where it was taken away from us largely um, at one point because we had a really good network on, on, um, on Facebook and they decided one day to make a number of us into pages. They decided that we weren't people anymore. Uh, It was myself and and Louise Walsh was another one uh, and a few others that because we had driving instructor or ADI, they decided we're breaking the rules. So they turned us into pages and it broke the network. It meant that we didn't communicate as well. And that was a real taste as to how losing that control, being a third party uh, that's engaging with it, really affected us. So being able to take control of things is really important. I'm not just talking about prices from the conversation that's been had a lot because of lockdown and COVID and everything else. But just making sure you are aware of what you are delivering, what you are worth and what your costs are. Um, There's a link there, which is to um, an article on the DITC website, uh, which we, we wrote during lockdown, but is lots of different ways to assess your worth. Um, and to have a look at things Um, to take control of time so deciding when you want to work and sticking to it I'm speaking to so many instructors that are phoning up stressed um, really struggling with their mental health because the phone's constantly ringing so trying to find a way of engaging with that so that working forwards you are getting that balance right and I think you know what we've been through over the last two years has been really important to take that away that we've all appreciated a bit of time. If, uh, if not, uh, you know, had a enjoyable process. We, we've realized what some time for ourselves is. Um, And then protection. Um, So looking at the finances of things, um, this is my weakest point. This is what I got an Ian for. Uh, He's good at doing stuff like that. So Ian Brett, my business partner, um, is qualified in in all of those things. If you haven't got anyone else to talk to about it, give him a a shout. He's an ADI, so he understands it. But putting these things in place is really important so that we've got some stability in our future that we can then, you know, we can have things happen that we don't expect and we can be protected about it, against it. Um, And we've got... Connectivity, the second of the Cs. Um, making sure that you're in touch, making sure that you've got ways to gather information. Um, the official DVSA source being NASP, uh, the the you know, voice box of the industry. Um, and then we put things onto the DITC website. Uh, we've got the expo coming up. Um, hoping people are still going to be able to make it and aren't running out, running on fumes. Uh, I was chatting with Bob earlier about the availability of fuel. Different patches of the country, it's still very dodgy around here, but um, a really good way to find and engage with different people, things that you might not have come across before, Um, and then developing the business further forwards in that way. Um, Listening, we've got terry talking in a moment and uh, podcasts you know i i love engaging through podcasts because i can do other things at the same time um but then i find a yeah, really important bit and i have to stop uh, i'm often found walking around tesco's having a listen um but there's the three you know three that i'm aware of main industry focused podcasts um so definitely wants to have a look at and then um making sure that you're listed, that you're on the new newsletters that you want to be on. Um, so DVSA being on there, getting your emails through from them and the J C have a free option so you know even if you don't do a paid option make sure you're on there keep up with the latest news. So the third C is change. Um, being ready for the changes in the future. Uh, I I'm a big fan of Jurassic Park, um, which you know is an epic film. And I took the smallest thing away from it, which was the the drop running down the back of the hand, um, and discovered the chaos theory, and and that really got me engaging with science and things. But what it what it you know the theory is that dinosaurs got too far away from the edge of chaos, and they weren't able to adapt. And we often refer to dinosaurs in this industry. Um, So, you know, it's something that, you know, I'm reminded of quite regularly. Um, I refer to the DVSA as being the toenail of the dinosaur, which is government um, and is therefore very slow to respond and react. We can't afford to be. So looking at the changes in cars, uh, planning ahead, people trying to get cars at the moment is a real challenge. Uh, So I don't know if any... And he's had that conversation, but it is you know people are being told to be planning two, three times further ahead than they often do, um, making sure that um, you're in, engaging with with the people that we are teaching, keeping up to date. Uh, we only get older, and the generation gap gets bigger. So you know, being able to make sure that you know what's important to them. Um, finding ways to do so and uh, in, say including attitudes towards gender and sexuality. Um, the DITC have got a discount uh, code for the, uh, the Queer Box course. And we've also got a badge which comes up at the end um, for LGBTQ plus um, um, awareness that you are a friendly instructor uh, that can be used free of charge. So definitely things to have a look at. And technology, as uh, Michael was saying, you know, m- moving things into a digital form that can improve your life because they can give you more time and more accessibility. Uh, looking at things like VR, we had virtual reality. We had a number of people get in touch during lockdown from uh, different countries, but they're putting together genuine VR tech that could allow you to get up in the morning sit there in your pjs pop your headset on and appear not in your pjs next to the pupil who's got their headset on and you can teach a level of driving lesson Um, something that i I think absolutely fascinating and it's genuine you know they're looking at ways business models then they're not looking at is it possible they're looking at how do i deliver that as a as a a genuine workable model having a gear lever having a having a wheel that they can they can operate and people hiring it so that not necessarily you teach them how to drive via vr but things like dealing with blue lights so that you can revisit and challenge that situation there there is an opportunity there so you know it the technology is developing. Make sure that you're in touch with it, and make sure you've got ways of seeing whether it's right for you, uh, whether it's a threat to you, and being able to you know to take that forward should you want to, or compensate for it, um, and definitely engaging with pupils via tech because we know that we are dealing with you know, much more technologically savvy generation. Um, and and then the final final one of the four C's was champions um and that's you know my big thing is the theory because i think we do it really badly as an industry I, i think it's um incredibly weak and almost pointless in the way it's done uh so you know we we make things difficult we're not good at it i was speaking to an instructor from denmark and I keep meaning to translate these into hours because it'd be easier. They do 45 minutes at a time. There's 29 lots of 45 minutes. Um, and uh, sorry, there's 29 lots of 45 minutes of theory, which is done. It's more than just theory. It's classroom and it's psychology. It's the stuff that we would talk about with the GDE matrix. Uh, and it would be about you know people's decision making as, as well as the on-road theory. And in comparison, they do 16 lots of 45 minutes on the road. And half of that's on track, half wet, half dry. So, you know, they, they take it that seriously. And we say, go and grab an app, do a load of revision, you'll be fine. Uh, there's more that we can do. There's more engaging we can do on the theory. So trying to make that part of what we do moving forwards would be, you know, would be a real improvement, I would say. Um, startups looking at the things that are coming you know coming out of lockdown uh, there's a lot of things going on people who've written courses, people who've um, written books and discovered new pro new projects um, and changes in education that are coming through because there's new opportunities there. Um, and then backing ourselves expertise I think too often we're not seen as experts in the subject. Um, that's something that we definitely want to try and help change is getting people to call us first us being instructors Um, you know we'd like to develop a a list of instructors that are willing to go and talk Um, I'm often asked how I ended up on Sky News and the answer is quite simple it's because I said yes and the 10 people before me said no Um, and it's great fun it's worth doing so you know i think people often put off but backing ourselves as an industry if we don't think that we are experts at something um that we are you know the people to go to other people aren't going to either so we need to back that we can't just say it we need to actually deliver it so looking for ways that you can stand out looking for ways that you can be found um and you can show that show that definitely um, and moving away from the shadow of the DVSA, who are minimum standards, that's their job role, maintaining minimum standards, and start working towards those maximum values um, so that we can really try and deliver more um, for, for ourselves and, and those coming into the industry as well. Um, so that's the, the LGBTQ plus friendly badge. Uh, that's available for anyone who wants to use it uh, if you are at the expo um, you can spot us because we're gonna have that on our backs um, Ian and myself and you know come and say hi uh, have a chat uh, but yeah it say so it's it's there for you to use on your websites on your cars as you see fit um, to hopefully just welcome and engage um, and I thoroughly recommend the queer box course uh, it really opened my eyes uh in a simple way that was you know didn't necessarily uh i didn't need an opinion about it i could you know engage and listen and understand um so uh yeah say that uh, that is something that is available for you now um so that's everything i've got any any questions let me stop the share and i'll be able to see
2: I think one of the things was about um doing a theory test every 10 years when you renew your license. Like what's your kind of thoughts on that?
3: There we go. Um yeah, I I've got mixed views about the renewal of license and, and testing and things. Um you know, I because I, I think it could be driven by insurance companies rather than necessarily legislation. So if insurance companies wanted to. They could offer discounts for things like doing a theory test. Um, They could uh, offer a discount for doing lessons with a driving instructor. Um, They could actually engage instructors for the people that have crashed, which would seem logical. And I think, yeah, we'd all be behind it. Uh, But they don't seem to want to.
0: And yeah, It's it's an interesting thing, isn't it? That, you know, we look at theory tests for every driver. I'm actually against that. And I'll yeah. tell you why, because people will just swap for the theory, then go back to doing what they were doing before. I think the world would be a much safer place if we tested every driver's eyes every year. Yeah. And if people yeah. had to undergo some kind of assessment, uh, to, to measure their attitude to stuff, you know, as I'm speaking here as somebody who's just been clattered to the ground by an Amazon van driver on his phone, that's where the issue is distraction. Yes. Um, I think people know the theory, they're just ignoring it. And I'm not sure that sitting a theory test every 10 years are going to make a damn bit of difference.
3: Is the issue what we refer to as theory as well, though?
0: The, well, well, I suppose, theory. yeah. yeah.
3: If it's attitude towards driving, we can mm. engage with with that you know, during it. The, the yeah. questions are rubbish, aren't they? So, so yeah, many, well, not all of them, but so many <laughs> of them are rubbish.
0: I think it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? It's, it's it's cutting back to something that you said earlier, Chris, which I think is really interesting. You know, we're, we're talking about threats, the things that we perceive as threats. If we ever see change, we because anything that you see as a threat can also be an opportunity if you choose to see it that way, and that, that's the key thing, isn't it? And it's you know somebody popped up and said join a union, uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But you know we shouldn't need external unions if we all work together through through something like the DITC. You know? that's what NAS was meant to be at the beginning, but uh, maybe it lost its way a little bit in the early days. And I think Gavin Gavin Brownley was on before, and he, he you know he said that you know communication is that a joke? Well, I don't know. It's we have to have something. We've got to work with what we have, and if it's not right, we've got to work to fix it, haven't we? Surely, it's our responsibility. It's our industry.
3: Yeah, and I I think that's. It, I I met Trevor Wedge, who was the, I think I'm right in saying the um uh, the help me out, Bob. <laughs> what was his he, job title?
0: Oh god, wait, it was the, the 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 chief examiner at one point, yeah. wasn't it?
3: I think it was the chief examiner know. then. And he it, he was talking to me about the see it, say it, solve it, you know, identify analyze remedy. And he said, we never said who had to do that. Um, which always okay. stayed with me and changed how i worked but yeah. he also said numerous times well it's it's your industry mm. you know wh- why would you not and you know i had a lot of time for him uh, i had the pleasure a few times of, of meeting him and having Yeah a chat we him. had
0: him we had him come and chat to the trainers at LDC it was mm. great value great value very and, and you're right you know it's 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 about learning happening and there's a million and one different ways for that to happen, and it's you know there's no one size fits all, is there? You know, it's the old argument, think... isn't it? You know, that coaching is wrong if you're an instructor, and instructions wrong if you're a coach. Oh, what a lot of nonsense!
3: Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 the thing about unions is, who are we going to strike to affect, um, except for ourselves? Um, yeah. but, but you know, so therefore, I think it is actually it's about um, making certain things redundant so that they can't affect us. And for me, you know, that's where the future comes in, is what can we do to protect ourselves from, from those potential threats? And, yeah. and spin it, let, let's, let you know, the phrase from lockdown was pivot. Yeah. Um, and- I
0: think we've, we've chatted about this before, haven't we, about the, the trigger system. You know, if you see yourself as a victim, you're just waiting for the ax to fall. But if you look at that and think, well, I know what the trigger system is, I'm going to make damn sure I'm never going to trigger it, because I'm going to monitor my own performance. Now you own the thing; it's no longer a threat. It's an opportunity to develop, because the things that they're looking for are worthy—surely higher pass rate, less serious, less examiner intervention. Is that not what we all want?
3: <laughs> we we get hung up on the numbers, not mm. not on the actual facts. And the facts mm. are, you know, if 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 you're doing a decent job, you're at far less risk um and and that isn't that what future is is surrounding is is it's about risk it's you know it's about what are the chances of things happening we still Mm. buy a lottery ticket you know we 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 still do all of these things that that you know are are highly unlikely to happen but the Mm. things that we have control over we don't necessarily you know take those quite as seriously which-
0: yeah. So it's just interesting, Gav, Gav Brownlee's in the in the comments saying we need our own register, and I can see why we might think that, but we're still governed by the DBSA, and I don't think we can do much about that yeah. unless they privatise them, um, <laughs> which is entirely
1: possible.
3: Yeah, and and again, threats and benefits <laughs> um, <laughs> across the board. I, I yeah, I, I don't disagree with him if we can change the way that it things work um you know that that actually you know who knows about the register anyway um uh, we've all got this badge that people don't see um <laughs> and, unless we choose to show it so that's what we need to you know we need to do we either embrace the one that we've got and the standards of it or we try and bring in higher standards
2: mm-hmm.
3: all for it um Absolutely. so you know if there's way, ways of it working then um yeah definitely
2: there's nothing stopping another register being set up, which could be set with from EDIs and like basically showing off where you've got your uh, what you're uploading, your CPT CPD results, maybe uploading X Y and Z other certificates, and it's like a, a more modern register potentially. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking on loud, really. Like uh, my te- my my tech side is like, oh, what can we do there? And <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Uh, but yeah. There's definitely there could be an opportunity
0: there again gavin's added at the end the dvsa would have a member on the reg panel if we had our own register if i'm not mistaken i'm fairly sure this is the case and gavin will correct me if i'm wrong in the early days of nasp wasn't that what was meant to be happening that the dvsa were going to have a seat on nasp and then the, that's right then somebody somewhere changed their mind about it i think that's right correct me if i'm wrong gavin Please.
2: i'm pretty sure that's right i actually had a big chat with gavin about uh, the formation in nasp i'm pretty sure that's roughly what he said to me anyway Although, you are correct. correct us wrong anyway,
0: for sure. No, the, um, part of the problem is when you're dealing with civil servants, you have to put somebody up who's going to have to be responsible for stuff. And if you want to get on as a civil servant, the last thing you do is take responsibility for shit. That's just, <laughs> that's, you just don't do it. <laughs> because you can be held accountable and that'll stunt your career. That's yeah. sad, but that's true. I used to be married to a civil servant. <laughs>
2: Should we move
0: on to Terry's, um,
2: Terry's presentation next? Uh, I'm just, I'm just kind of trying to keep on the time and, and stuff like that. Oh, sorry. Sorry, mate. Oh, no, no worries. No worries at all. I think that was like really useful. Uh, of course we're experimenting with this format. So like, uh, we'll see what works with it and what doesn't work with it. So we tweak it for the next time. So yeah. Um, um, before I start, like, uh, I guess like, um, we're going to probably have a raffle halfway through for like, um, uh, like we'll give away a few things like, uh, the prod, your podcast premium package, Terry, and uh, a six months free of GoDaddy Pro. We'll like give that away in the uh break or just before your just before Chris and Bob's session at the end, I think, and then we'll say who won that. Um, so anyone here is is entered into that automatically. So. Um, should we move on to Terry's and and see what Terry's here to talk about? And uh, it's about like a uh, growing your business in in different and uh like exciting ways, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean what I would say is anyone that knows me knows I'm very shy and reserved and I don't like being live on anything. So just bear with me if I get a little bit twitchy. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, first of all, you know, thank you for inviting me on. Um, it's, it's a pleasure to be here in the esteemed presence of, of such a, uh, such wonderful people. Um, and yeah, speaking about different ways and different approaches we can take to the, to our businesses. And, um, um, and, and the first thing I'm going to say, actually, I'm going to roll back to something you were at the start about referring to these as TED Talks. I do think we should call them TED Talks going forward. I think that's the way. Um, but, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to speak about two things, and uh, feel free to chuck in any comments or questions, and I'll probably miss them, so I'll we'll come back to them at the end. Either way, but I'm going to speak about how we can take a different approach towards sort of the learner side of things and how we can take a different approach towards the almost the business and the instructor side of things. And... I think the first thing I want to touch on is the fact that what I hear a lot and what I've said before and what I'm sure a lot of you say in here as well is this idea that we can, uh, well, first and foremost, just rely on referrals for customers, rely on reviews and recommendations, and even more so at the minute where it's, We've just got this massive demand that's far outweighing supply. You know, we as an industry, we could almost just stop any form of advertising and still get by for the next six, nine, 12 months just with the demand that's there in terms of students. But I think we can break that down into two sections of firstly, what happens after that? What happens when that demand dries up, either because um, there's just we get through the backlog or because the learners are starting to take more and more lessons with their parents, or because the number of PDIs and ADIs goes up because people are seeing an opportunity there to come in and, and make the most of this demand. So it's looking what happens after, but also what happens in the meantime. So One of the benefits of, uh, just to clarify, when I talk about advertising here, I'm not necessarily talking about paid advertising. I'm talking about the voice that you have, whether that's on social media or an emailing list or a YouTube channel or whatever it might be. So when I'm referring to advertising, it's not always paid advertising, but by advertising, by talking, one of the things that we do is we filter people out straight away. And I'm going to give... Uh, an example here in the I used to work with a, a national driving school that I won't mention because I've only been doing this about five years, and the first three years of doing it, I was with this this national driving school, and no complaints about them. Just to clarify, but a lot of the the customers, the learners that I got weren't my type of people. You know, we didn't fall out, we didn't argue. It's just they wouldn't have chosen to come and have a pint with me. And I wouldn't have chosen to go and have a pint with them. Um, So no dispute. We just, it was a bit like that at times. And it was when I left that driving school that I started getting a different type of learner. And it was the learners that were choosing me because before they would choose a driving school and then the driving school would send them to me. So there was a buffer in between, but then the learners started choosing me and they were choosing me because I was on Facebook. I was um, doing videos. I was doing lives. I was making my posts more engaging. I was talking about people when they're past. I created a Facebook group and not just Facebook, but on, on different social media platforms. So they were seeing the way I worked and coming to me. And another example of that, and, and this isn't a slight on anyone when I say this, but I saw a driving school make a post about uh, the way they teach, and they spoke about they if if they deliver a 60-minute lesson, 58 minutes of that lesson, you'll be driving. They're not pulling up at a side of the road, they're not talking, they're not chatting, they're not engaging like that. It's just driving. And that's how they were selling their school. And there's nothing wrong with that, each to their own. I can remember reading that and just thinking – that's, that's not, for me, that's not what I would want if I was a learner. I, I, I learn through discussion. That's how I work best, and I learn through watching people. So I wanted to look at a different way for that. So I thought if I learn that way, there'll be other people that learn that way. So I did an alternative post speaking about the way I would teach, and that if you want to pull up for 90 minutes of a two-hour lesson and discuss stuff, we'll do that. I have no problem doing that. And that was one of the most engaging posts I had in terms of the comments and in terms of the customer, i got through it and that's how i've been since and that's not saying i'm right and they're wrong it's saying people are different so by putting that voice out and putting the way i am across on social media i'm filtering out people that don't want to come to me for example chris said before about the um the lgtbq plus community i speak about that on my page i have the, the the pride flag on my page at the minute I don't want homophobic people in my car. I don't want transphobic people in my car. Guess what? They see that pride flag. They're not coming to me. It it filters them out straight away. So by talking in a certain way, we're filtering people out. So by advertising in that way, not only are we having the long-term benefits, which I'll come back to, but we're having the immediate benefits of getting customers and learners that are more appropriate to you, that are are more likely to engage in you, engaged in the lessons. But what, can we? What else can we do now to prepare us for when that that drop off happens in 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 custom, which it will do at some point, probably. I might be proved wrong there. Um, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff we can do, and we've got to think about what can we do differently. How can we make an impression? You know, why can't we? Why can't you? Why can't I go and contact our local community Facebook group? So I live in Belden. I could contact my Beldon community Facebook group, which got about 11,000 people in and say, right, every Thursday at 7pm, can I host a live in here, not promoting my driving school, just helping people with a theory test, helping people with driving test questions, helping people with the legalities around driving. Parents can come in and ask me questions. Uh, I can do that. You know, if I did that consistently when it comes to time for those parents for their kids to have lessons who are they going to come to and they're going to come to me that have been watching for nine months that I've engaged with and they're buying into or are they going to come to someone their auntie Doris recommends because they're instructed past someone else you know it's 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 creating that engagement and it's not just Facebook groups you could well you could make your own Facebook group I've got one for my learners you could make one a community Facebook group so again I could make the Baildon community learners group where anyone in Belden that's learning to drive can come and join. And I can offer some advice and and, and, and you know, potentially even words of wisdom in there. It doesn't have to be Facebook. Again, there's other social media that you could create a WhatsApp group, a big WhatsApp group where people come and help each other. And again, who's the face of it? It's you. So you're then almost um, the go-to person in your community, so, yes, that may take a little bit of time. It might take an hour or two of your week or whatever, but think about what you are doing. you it's free advertising. You're taking the time, but you're not paying anything for it. And again, six, nine, twelve months time, who are people gonna come to? There's all of the social media as well. So you've got your TikTok, you've got your Snapchats, you've got your Twitter, you've got your Instagrams, got your LinkedIn, you've got uh, Discord and Reddit, all this stuff that you could go and essentially just dominate. Then there's schools. So with schools, again, why couldn't you be the instructor that arranges to go into a school every Thursday and deliver a 30-minute or an hour? It could be a ferry training. It could be road safety. It could be anything. So, again, it could be the 16-year-olds that have got the driving coming up. So, um they're getting ready for their learning before they even started learning. That could be a key one. Or it could be the 17, 18 year olds, the six formers. You could have once a month, a cockpit drill less than the school car park, you know, potentially could even get some of the guys in the car, giving you demonstrations. I know you can't drive around in it possibly, but you know, they could be doing the cockpit drill. Lesson. And yes, it's taking time, but again, think about the long-term benefits and Just touching back on what I was saying, using your voice in social media. So by doing that and and doing the the community stuff and the school stuff or whatever it is else you want to do, you're laying the foundations, laying the platforms for when this stuff drops off in six, nine, 12 months time, whatever it is, and you're the go-to person, not just refining on referrals, but relying on what you've done. Beyond that, you can then turn that into your advantage as well, because then you've got a voice in your community. You've got people that are coming to you that are asking you questions. So you could then actually start taking that further and make an income from that. You know, why not create a theory test training course? Why not have um, Zoom training sessions for the theory or for the cockpit drill? You know, that was, some of that stuff was done over lockdown with people doing theory tests, uh, sorry, uh, driving lessons over Zoom. Um Parent training, there's people now creating courses to help parents train their kids. You know, it's the way we're going. More and more people are training their kids or training their partners because the instructors there are available. available. Um, and the other one, just to, just thinking outside the box again, I'm going to throw something I did, uh, something I called Fairy Club, which was, I advertised it to my students. I paid 40 quid for a month. And essentially what it was, was every Sunday at 7 p.m. I did a Zoom call, They come on, we set their goals for the week, and that could be that they were potentially doing um, some reading the highway code or doing mock tests or um, doing the theory course or whatever it might be. They'd all set their individual goals for the week. Now, these guys paid 40 quid for that month, and I got 10 of them on it. You know, you do the maths there. That's a nice little figure for very little work for me now yes i had to lay the foundations i had to advertise it i had to create the theory course to begin with but it's there there's no reason why you couldn't do that a for your students or b if you've already conquered your community get your community in you know you you make 400 quid a month with 10 people doing that there's a way to do that so again going back to what i was saying by laying all those foundations by getting into the community by being the go-to person in your community you can then sell that and when you're selling that well yes all those extra hours suddenly seem worth it and if you're making an extra 400 pound a month potentially you can work four hours less a week which you can then reinvest back into what you're doing and I think that's a shifting mindset and I think that's something I had to shift my mindset on and if I'm being honest it's probably a, a shift that a lot of us as instructors need to shift as mindset on you know we those of you that know me I do a podcast a lot of people come on there and talk about we you know we stuck 20 years ago in our in our industry and I think there's an element of that there and I'm not saying everyone's adult should be down for saying that but that's all the different ways that we can look at and there's more than that you know that's off the top of my head that's from my ideas book by the way you feel free to steal them um I'm going to shift it over to the, the the more the business side and the instructor side because when we look at being an instructor, there's not many people I know that thinking back to when I went to school, which was a, a, a long old time ago, it's getting longer every day, um, that when you were asked, you know, your career's less, not ever, what do you want to be when you get older? Not many people went, please, sir, I want to be a driving instructor. You know, it's not some of the many people choose to be. There's probably some of us say, feel free to shut me down. But we fall into it for different reasons. Um And not everyone that falls into it is lucky enough to have a background in in running your own business. So you fall into it, and all of a sudden, you just think you're going to teach people to drive, but you've got all this other stuff to do. And we tend to follow the well-trodden path, which I nearly did, which is you become a PDI, you become an ADI, and then you run a franchise. And again, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. I nearly did it. The reason I didn't is because I suddenly realized it wasn't for me. And the reason I was doing it was because that's what everyone does. And I just thought, this is what we do as instructors, so this is what I'm going to do. And it got to the point where I was actually advertising to uh, take on PDIs and ADIs. And I suddenly realised this isn't what I want to do. So uh, I switch tapped, and I'll come back to what I did in a moment. But it's we don't have to follow that well-trodden path. Much like the learner stuff, we don't have to go down that one route We can go wherever we want. You're not limited to this. So it could be we go down the route of training PDIs. You don't have to take them on in a franchise. Could just train them, become audit registered, train them. Um, It could be that you help ADIs, whether that's with standard check training or even, as I mentioned before, the business side of it. Because we're not trained in that. It's... You know, I was lucky that I ran my own business before. I ran a a carpentry and joinery business. So I was able to bring some of those business skills over. But a lot of people haven't. So you have to come and adapt. So that's something that you could potentially market rather than saying, I'm going to teach you coaching. I'm going to teach you standard checks. I'm going to teach you how to run this business. I'm going to teach you how to manage social media, whatever it might be. We don't have to fixate on that, that one thing. You can also go on to things like creating online training, which I know people are doing. I mentioned before about uh, the courses coming out that are helping parents train. Why Why couldn't you create courses to help train PDIs, ADIs, whether it's, again, the coaching, whether it's the standards check, whether it's their business, whether it's social media? There's no reason why you can't do this stuff. Um, and again, I'm not advising you do it all. That's probably not the best option. Pick one. Go for that. Um, And then the other one, I don't mean to be too flippant when I say this one, but writing books. You know, I think Chris mentioned before about the the books that have come out from lockdown. People have had time to do it. And there's some good ones. I've read some of them. Not all of them yet. They're all on my list, by the way. Um, But there's some good ones out there. They're very similar. And I don't mean any disrespect when I say this. Again, I've not read them all. They've all got the unique points and come at stuff from a slightly different angle. But why couldn't someone do a book about the the, the, the horror stories of being a driving instructor? And, and by that, I mean the comical horror stories. You know, the the because even when you filter out your students, you still get the occasional nightmare one come through. Why couldn't someone write the the book about the funny there's there's a group called the funny side of being a driving instructor, admittedly, it's not always that funny, but whatever. It's you know, someone could do a book about that. You know, it doesn't have to be about the the standard same thing that we get books about over and over again. I mentioned magazines, you know, it could be online, which is essentially the way people are going, but I think there's two out, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's two out that I think are both associated with the associations. And again, nothing wrong with that, like reading them both. Um but it's why couldn't someone create one that isn't tied with an association that takes a different approach to it? Again, you know, I've kind of thrown a lot of examples about there, but it doesn't have to be this. Do this. Do this. Do this. Just try something different. Um, and the other thing I want to touch on with this is the the, the people that complain online. Now, there's nothing wrong with go complain. We all like doing it. I've probably done it a little bit on this episode this podcast no, I'm not doing an episode am i this webinar that i'm doing now that shows where my brain's at um but there's a difference between complaining and being constructive so if you're complaining and saying something along the lines of we should all join a union or "I wish someone would form this new association that would look after us do it don't tell people you wish you could do it do it Find out how to do it. And I'm going to throw some credit here towards Chris Benson. And yes, it does stick him my for out saying that. But you know, he spotted the gap in the market for the DITC, the Driving Instructor and Trainers Collective. He spotted the gap in the market for that, and he took it, and it became the signposting platform for the industry. And Because there was a space for it, and he thought there was a need for it. So rather than sitting there and moan about it, it did something about it. Again, I'm not saying don't moan. It can be fun sometimes. I think there's a group for that as well. Um, But it's – and I love it, by the way, so I'm not going to go on a big rant about that. But just do it. When you see that weak point, you see the opportunity, then you don't have to be the biggest you don't have to be the best. You can just be different. It can be an alternative. I'm going to come back to, to my thing now because it's probably the thing I can talk the most about because I'm not the most experienced driving instructor. Again, five years. I'm not the best coach. I don't have the experience of or the, the, the expertise or the experience of anyone that's currently above me as I look at it. Right. But I do have something, and that's so I've just become a, a world class podcaster. I'm going to throw that out there. Um, and I spotted a gap because Die are out there which I love. I love Dipod. I started listening to them when I first become an instructor and they were almost, um, my little support network when I first become a PDI ADI. Um, but they're monthly. Well, I like my podcast regular. So I'm looking and when I finally put up the courage, part of it was, well, I want to do something weekly. I don't, I don't want to have to wait a month for a podcast and then the did podcast can't say, the did podcast from Mick Knowles come about. And he was fortnightly. I think he's gone weekly now, but he was fortnightly. And by the way, I recommend you listen to both of these because they're both awesome in their own rights. But it's that was fortnightly at first, I believe. So for me, I'm still thinking I want more than fortnightly. And I wanted to promote other people. I didn't want it to be about me. I wanted to promote other instructors and other experts. So that's what I did. I saw the opportunity and I went for it. And now that shows twice weekly. You know, today, um, just a little tidbit for you today, I released my 100th podcast episode. It only started in March, I think it was. So I've done all right. And that's because I saw the opportunity. I think Chris spoke about it before, almost about seeing the opportunity. You know, the reason why you get asked why he's on Sky all time is because he says yes. We don't even have to say yes. You can just do it. So you see the opportunity and take it. And I've given... Probably about six dozen here. Half of them will be nonsense to you because they won't be applicable to you. But there's no reason why you have to do anything I've said here. Find your own. That's it. Find your own. I'm going to finish that. I'm going to wrap up on one. I'm going to repeat the quote. And if you've got any comments, any questions, feel free. But you don't have to be the biggest. You don't have to be the best. You can just be different and be a bit of an alternative. That's it. Thank
2: you very much. Yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, I think I think as a, a really good point there is like, there's so many opportunities to be had, right? And no one can do them all. It's about picking one, focusing on that, and doing it. Doing it with passion,
1: right? Yeah, and and even with yourselves, with Goroda, you you um, you came on my podcast and you were spoke about it there that the that your initial stuff, the getting the pupils to to students, yep, wasn't great during lockdown so okay, where's the no. opportunity? yeah so <laughs> yeah. your opportunity was right okay well the apps aren't great yeah the, you know i i can build a bigger better app so i'm gonna go and do this yeah i saw an opportunity do you want a resource to go on it the five minute fair podcast yeah there you go yeah. well that's that's now going out to every student that signs up to go roadie it's in the resources there so the, the, there's absolutely nothing wrong because the worst anyone's ever going to say is no you know, the, now and again, you get a little bit of abuse online. Well, generally, now and again, the people that get you abuse do. online are generally assholes. <laughs> Excellent.
2: All the swearing this evening. <laughs> Paul,
1: I've toned it. it down.
2: <laughs> no, it's good. that's good. Do, do you guys have any questions? Any other questions from the the group or or the the viewers?
3: Just, do, right.
0: just okay. recorrect from the last comment. <laughs> What was
1: that, Bob? It's just just about the, 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 the people who complain. I'm not disagreeing with Terry, by the way. I think he's right. <laughs> I think there's nothing wrong with people. I complain. I've complained about people complaining. You know, I complain. There's nothing wrong with it. I think it's how you complain. You know, I I put I try and be very careful with how I put posts about my podcast because I put them in two other groups that people run above me, uh, Chris and Bob. You, but I've checked with you both. I checked me, can I post this here when I have new episodes? And you're both okay, Dick. But one of the things I've noticed recently is when people moan, they're moaning but not listening to the episode. Yeah. I'm like, well, what are you moaning about? At least listen to it and then come back and tell oh, me it's yeah. no good. I've no problem with that. Yeah. You know, everyone's entitled to opinion. I'm always, I say every time I'm always after feedback, but you can't really give me feedback if you haven't listened to it. If you listen to it the first 10 minutes and decide I'm really annoying, then that's fine. That's good yeah. feedback. I appreciate that absolutely yeah
2: no like uh, i i've experienced that first so i remember posting uh uh in one of the groups i can't remember whose group it was but it was like uh <laughs> someone's group and i posted a 700 word was it, was it your group right yeah so i posted a 700 word uh, essay on on something on waiting lists i think and then there was a small ad at the bottom about Go bro and i just got so much crap for it uh and i was just like There's a similar, and like you just you're just advertising. It's like, well, there's a huge article here you can read, or you can read the small thing at the bottom. It's like up to yourself. It's like, yeah. So yeah, fun
0: times. (laughs) We get a lot of that though, don't we, in in our industry, where people are just negative for the sake of it. I've got no problem with anybody disagreeing with what I've got to say. Just like Terry said, if you've read what I've got to say, you've listened to what I've got to say, and you say, well, I don't agree with it. Totally fine. It's not my job to convince you. It's my job to tell you what I believe. And it's also my job to listen to what you believe and then make my own mind up because, you know, if I'm listening, that might learn something. Absolutely. It's fine.
3: Can I just share the, the thing that I've appreciated more since working with Terry is finding someone that gets what you're on about, is on the a similar wavelength, and you can steal their ideas. Uh, no, sorry. And you can, uh, you can work with them. <laughs> but they can support you and and find a mentor so if there's something okay. you want to do if you want to do a podcast speak to terry because he's blooming good at them i'm going to be the one that doesn't swear today um and you know if, if you want if you want someone who uh, if you want to write a book uh, speak to sammy speak to um kathy higgins speak to dave shannon you know the, the three books that i put in in the uh, in the, the chat, um, you know, speak to someone who's written a book. Uh, there's a really good book um, by Daniel P- Priestley, I want to say. Terry, you know him. Um, is that right? Yeah. Uh, Sounds right. KPI, uh, Key Person of Interest. If you want a formula to do what Terry's just spoken about, you can go a lot worse. And he does free training. So I've I've you know been in a couple of his rooms and it's worth it if you if you want that it, that focus on say everything that he's just covered I, I would start there.
1: I um, I just want to touch a couple on a couple of comments here if I can. Perfect, um, yeah, perfect. Someone says not confessions of an ADI. I think we should have a book called The Confessions of an ADI or a TV series of that. I mean that could be interesting. Um, I, I'm not gonna mention too much about Gavin Brown this comment because I'm not the best to comment on that. Uh, I'll leave that to the experts again as above me as I look at them. Uh, But I do also want to mention the first comment which was cough Terry. This is my voice right. I did a six hour live a few days ago. It's not getting better than this. (laughs) Perfect.
2: Well, thank you very much Terry. That's absolutely brilliant. Uh
0: It it seemed interesting some of the stuff there. I'll pick up on the stuff that Gavin's put there. He said most ABI's don't know how to teach. They don't understand how to teach. They instruct and fix faults. That's not teaching. Interesting. And it's, you know, I'm sure that's a view that Gavin's held for the longest time. And that's always been the case. You know, it, it's it doesn't matter. I think people used to judge themselves on being a really good instructor if they could deliver an eight minute brief and include everything they knew about the subject. Well, how is that relevant? You know, you can both do the teaching, you and the learner, but only one of you can do the learning. And I think that's what Gavin's alluding to there, that, you know, you've got to make sure learning happens. That's the measure.
3: Can I object? Yeah. I've learnt more on driving lessons than I have anywhere else. And I always think you can both learn, and actually being open to it is mm. a really good um, conduit to getting learning happening.
0: Where- key there is, though, isn't it, that you've put yourself in the mode of learner as well as teacher. And that, that's key as well, isn't it? You know, opening the old channel. I think that's what Gavin means. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, Gavin. I think that's what you were alluding to there.
2: Doesn't he Gavin on this, I guess?
0: (laughs) No, we don't want him on (laughs)
3: here.
0: I'm only kidding, Gavin.
3: Two Scots.
0: I guess that's that's,
3: two two too many.
0: Yeah, it'll be colloding all over again. (laughs) We should get Gavin doing Gav's drams and send us some samples. That's what we should do.
3: I'm learning lots.
0: Me too. (laughs) Very well, shut up now. Now that might be Um
2: I will pass over uh like me, make, make. I'm really bad at this replace. There we go, got you. Right. Ah, Howard, you got, fan, you got a fan you got fan cop in the in the comments. Everyone's like yeah, yeah. That you're here. <laughs>
3: Excellent. It's so what's better than a part B. <laughs> <laughs> so not gonna go there.
2: Yeah, right. So uh yeah, how are you doing? Um uh, I think for this section, I uh, just everyone knows. Uh I'll be doing an interview with Howard, uh, who basically took his driving to school uh, from from one instructor, correct me if I'm wrong, Howard, by the way, one instructor to 40. Uh, and that, And basically what we're going to be covering is that journey and how, if any of you guys are looking or thinking about growing your franchise, it's like, well, here's someone who's just grew their franchise massively, incredibly, massively successfully. And it's like... Like how can how can how can you take steps that uh, howard's done and uh and we're just gonna be drilling into that. And I think that's like if anyone's thinking or dreaming of doing that, then here's uh throw your questions down as well as, as I interview and go through how that how that happened. Howard, sorry, I just wanted to give some context there. Yeah. So
4: um, well, the journey um is well, I started in 2009. I that's when I qualified. Um and so yeah, so just over 10 years. And I guess my it was always my vision. When I was thinking about becoming a driving instructor, I always thought that I'd be running a school. So that was always in my mind. So I just yeah, and I got on this journey and and yeah, we're 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 about 40. We sort of hover around that. Sometimes 35, someone leaves, someone joins. So we're 35, 40 um sort of averaging out at the minute so um so yeah so my the, the how it all sort of started really so um i as i said i i qualified um at the end of 2009 i trained with um the aa driving school had a really good trainer um keith smith i don't know whether we watch this but if you are thank you <laughs> you know he he down to him he was the reason I, I managed to get through everything luckily on the first attempt so um, I think I was lucky to do that I think you know luck was definitely on my side um, so I I never thought when I qualified that I was any good at it really if I'm honest I, I thought was, when I started I thought I was terrible um, sort of just looking back at you know how some of my lessons went I think I was just winging it, but I think over time, I've I've learned, <laughs> I've learned a little bit more than than I did back then. So yeah, so like I said, I did that with the the AA, and I joined them. Um, like whether I had a franchise, um, so I could have the support and 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 the peoples and and the big franchise um, <laughs> bill. Um, so yeah, so I did that. And yeah, I mean, yeah, what happened next? So, within my first year, um, they were they were looking for someone to do train the trainer, so they're looking for an audit trainer, and I just thought, well, I'll try. I, I sent an email in on the off chance that they might consider me, and and all they said is that. You know, we'll look we'll look at you if, if you can um, get a grade five or six because obviously back then you know if you're not aware you know it wasn't grade a or b um it was one one to six so um i yeah they, they wanted a four a five or a six and and luckily i managed to, to do that and um so they accepted me and trained me which is very good so um Yeah. So they put me for their training. And so as a, as a quite a new kind of rookie ADI, I found myself in a position of, of training instructors. So looking back on it, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't don't know what I was doing, but I guess I was quite ambitious and thought, yeah, you know, I can do that. You know, I'll have a go at that. And sort of um, muddled my way through and, and, by 2011, I I got the audit. I passed the, the audit test with the DVSA. And uh, I've been doing that ever since, really. I've, so I, I really enjoyed that, the train-the-trainer side of things. And at that point, I was thinking this would be a good way to grow a school. So um, by by getting the audit, I thought that would be a good way to, to select, find, recruit. Uh, potential instructors into the driving school and i thought selfishly that then i can have the best ones you know so um so that was really my um my thought process as to to why i wanted to become an audit trainer um i did a bit of did fleet uh, the year after so i' become a fleet trainer so as you can sort of see i was sort of quite willing to open up and sort of um, what Terry was just sort of saying, you sort of, you know, explore different things. And, you know, I was trying to find my way. I thought maybe I'd go down the, the um, sort of dabbling fleet, see if I'd enjoy that. But after doing that, I, I really decided that audit trainer and tra- training instructors was where my passion was, what I enjoyed doing. And, um, yeah, it d- didn't really seem after that like I've done a day's work since because you know it's just it just feels like a, a hobby i enjoy it going out meeting instructors and and trying to help them and get them through to to do to do what i did and qualify and they come through the school they might stay with us a year two years and then and then some of those will go on and 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 open and have their own school and do that so so I'm kind of i'm training my competition really which is a bit Weirds, but I've done I've, you know, I've, I enjoy it. I've done well out of it. So, yeah.
2: So, no, I, I, I work. No, that's, that's, that's great. No. So, like, um, so what would you say then in terms of like, um, when did you, when did you say, right, um, I've got, I've got order. I've, I've done my time at the AA. I'm, I'm now independent. When did you say, this is time for, I want to grow this. I'm going to, I'm actually going to go from one instructor to two and then to three. Uh, and then, and then when was that? And what was that? would did that feel like? I guess. Yeah. Well, I in I was with the AA a year and a half.
4: Um, I was tied in for a year, and I thought I always I, before I even started, I always knew I would have how to drive. When I was at my old job, I thought I visualised how to drive. That would be my driving school. How, as in Hamwood, obviously. So um, that was where the name came from. And I, I just thought, and I, yeah, I had this 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 vision that I'd 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 have a school and. Um, and and go from there really sorry i'm remind me of the rest of the
2: question so, right so like uh when did you like your you obviously at one point broke away from the a then you're a one a, a one person band i imagine and then when did you say okay i'm going to take a second person on and a third person on and how how did that yeah, so started that that part of the journey i guess 2011-12 um
4: I, I as I say left the AA how to drive one man bands and it was probably a couple of years because I was doing the instructor training and and I was missing a trick really because all the people I was training were going to other other schools it, I wasn't stupidly wasn't thinking oh you know I should be taking these now so um I didn't really kind of feel ready for it. I, I thought I just wanted to be, get good at being an audit trainer and just focus on that. So then, yeah, the penny dropped. I'm a bit slow. And I thought, you know, I I really, this is t- this is the time to do this. So, um, so, and, th- and then, you yeah, know, one person joined. And that was the hardest thing, to get one person to believe in me to, to do it. And I think once... I'd broken that little barrier. It was like, you know, setting up systems on how it would work. And, you know, it's changed like a gazillion times since then, the system and the process, Um, always refining it. But getting that first one was, was, um, yeah, definitely groundbreaking. And then before I knew it, it was three and then five. So I think by 2015, there were five of us. And um, so I was managing that, working yeah you know, out in the car full time, and filling the other instructors' diaries and supporting them and and, and managing it like that. Um, yeah. So the sort of next sort of milestone, two thousand and fifteen. Um, my wife, uh, she she was diagnosed with MS. Um, so yeah, that was just a case of thinking, right, need to do something different here. So because MS uh, being an autoimmune disease, um, you you don't sort of know what the future holds for you. And and Sam was in quite a stressful job. So um, and stress is a factor of it. So going out, being stressed, getting up early, working long hours wasn't a good thing. So it's like, well, do you know what? If I got to twenty instructors, you could you could leave that job, work from home, and and run the school. And we sort of worked out twenty instructors would be like the magic number, so we could afford it. So she could give up her job, and we could still sort of keep things as as we as we are, sort of thing. So um, so then I I thought, yeah, do I really need to get you know raise it a level so at that point I um I found someone to help me with my marketing and the website and did that and and luckily again a lot of luck I found the right guy um after a few wrong people I managed to get get the right person to do it and and he's still with us and you know I'd I'd credit him to to where we've got now because he's yeah, he's spot on. He's, he's really helped me. So um so I should give him mention really, shouldn't I? Ian Peg, um egg, egg cup web designs um in Norwich. So um yeah, so so that that was working towards 20 at that point. And and I think that was the hardest, that was definitely the hardest bit for me because like hard work-wise, because up to 20 instructors, I'm still out. Doing sort of eight hours in a car, um training, and I was still doing learners at this point. So I was doing a bit of learners, probably fifty percent learners, fifty percent instructors. And I don't know, looking back, I just don't know how I did it. So filling, you know, supporting the other instructors, filling their diaries. So I'd ha- I might have a half hour between lessons and. And, yeah, I'd be on the phone, phoning someone back, book him in the diary on an iPad on my lap in the car, and then I'd go to my next lesson. So it was, yeah, yeah. I said, I said you should get a violin, didn't I, for this? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that that was, so got to the 20, and then Sam could join, and it was like phew, relief, you know. So, so then, and, and, and Sam with her management background, she was a director, so she could come in, and so we went, uh, to a limited company. Um, and yeah, it took it sort of
2: to that next level, it, right? Yeah. It took it to the
4: next bit. That was the next sort of challenge yeah. to get, get to where we are now. And where we are now is kind of where that was my vision. We sort of got there that like this is the sort of where I wanted to be. So now I'm just thinking, right, how old am I? When can I retire? <laughs> <laughs> how many more years have I got to work? And so I'm thinking, you know, I'm 50, I just turned 52. So I'm reckon 10 more years, 62, maybe 65, retire. Just just maintain, keep it, keep it going if I can. And that that sort of it's quite stressful, you know, thinking, can I do that? So um, so I'm not, I wouldn't, I'm not sitting back thinking, oh, I've done it now, I can relax. It's still just as hard work now as it, as it ever was, really. It's sort of um, yeah just making sure I just want to be you're good I just want to do it well and and be good at it and and try and do the right things that
2: makes makes sense yeah no I like it's massive congrats to get to where you are and you like it's it's about like you you saw your goal you set your goal and you you work tirelessly towards it and that's like there's something huge in that I think it's I was saying to you yesterday I was like how I guess kind of inspiring because like for ourselves like i i feel like we're on a journey we're probably the very very start of that journey yeah like and uh, we were talking about how like sometimes it's so difficult you get rejection you get like um and you get knockbacks and it's like it's about picking yourself up dusting yourself off and keep yeah hit
4: hit plenty of walls plenty of barriers and always i've just sort of said to myself just keep going keep going you'll push for
2: it you'll break the barrier just don't give up keep going yeah, it was something you said yesterday. I think it was uh you said um it was like, well, this is when people normally give up, so I'm not going to give up. I think that's said- it. I did yeah, I was just
4: thinking, yeah, other you know, just other people might give up at this point. So don't just don't throw it all away now. Yeah. Just just keep going, battle through, and and you know, no one can stop you. And I, yeah, I'd really do sort of believe that with with anything if i was advising anyone just to sort of say do you know what especially with like pdis who are struggle you know the that part three when they've had a fail it's like yeah just pick yourself up go again you know and really just just believe in yourself and just keep pushing on and get up every day and just do it perfect you know don't let them get you down just keep doing it (laughs) it's great advice, right <laughs> Get better every day. Just get one better, one thing every day, and and you're you're on the right track. I I, I always believe. Yeah.
2: No, like definitely. Um. So I would I would say like you're you're running a driving school, and I I guess like uh, I would say what would you see that's different from from how to drive. To the kind of red world? like what? What do you say? Is how do you differentiate yourself? I guess.
4: Well, I would obviously it's personal. So it's, a, it's um, yeah, the the big national schools. Um, in, in my experience with, yeah, I, I, I obviously was with DAA. I just get the impression that if, if twenty people in this area in Norwich phoned them up and said I want to be an instructor they'd take them all and they wouldn't worry too much whether everyone had enough pupils or not and whether they were getting the support they need just very much that was my impression that there was about the money whereas I I wouldn't take on an instructor if I if I if if I didn't have all my existing instructors happy with full diaries I wouldn't wouldn't take another one on because yeah it's just Norwich is a small community people talk people get on and and i i would really i'd care more about my reputation and doing it right than trying to make a few quids you know right. just to get it just do it do it
2: yeah so, right. so you look can't... after
4: people because they, they've given up their jobs and and you know they trust you and and you don't i wouldn't want to betray that trust so that's that's what i would say is fundamentally different that there's a face you know they get to meet Sam who will who support them and look after their diaries and deal with, you know, cause she's a, she's a, a like got from a coaching background as well as so she can help them. And, um, and yeah, and what, what else we do different is, is uh, we don't tie our ADIs in. So I always believe that if we're not doing a good job, then people are free to leave. So they're not, they're not staying because they have to stay because um, they've got to do a year or two years or three years. So I always thought that would keep me on my toes to make sure that we do a good job to, to retain them and, and do what we said we'd do. We, you know, our promise is that we'll fill your diary and um, we'll support you. And if you ever feel we're not doing that, then you know, that's why we're not tying you in so you can leave and 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 do what you like and when when people do leave it's it's um you know wish them well and and yeah it's it's it's, it's quite it's quite touching because we had a couple of people leave recently and they yeah there's a real personal touch and you know, they you know we wish them well and they wish us well and
2: we sort of get on that's perfect that's, right. that's what you want you want that a bit around, more personable yeah no absolutely so like i think like one thing you were saying there was like you're kind of taking a a kind of bigger view of the the kind of the local ecosystem you're just like well know what it's taking on too many is going to disrupt my guys you're kind of protected off your instructors i'm like well i need to make sure the work is disputed and everyone's treated equally and fairly and i don't want to put them at a disadvantage And i think that's like I think you're right. I yeah. think there is a big difference with, with with our attitude compared to kind of the national kind of school attitude or potentially, uh, I don't want to speak out of turn for all schools, I guess. Yeah, so like, you know,
4: we're, during the lockdown, yeah, we, look, we looked after everyone and, oh, yeah. um, you know, they didn't owe us a penny, you know, just, um, you yeah, know, as a school, we took the hit. Um, yeah. So so that they, yeah, we just, would, just want to, do the right thing is really um but while we'll, we'll surviving ourselves
2: obviously so yeah so that's perfect uh, i guess uh, my next question then is uh it's really for i think we might touch on it a little bit but like um so when you went from um instructor number five to instructor number six you probably had a certain process but then going from instructor number 35 to instructor number 36 was maybe slightly different, like uh, how can you tell talk about the differences between the early stage of growing your driving school to the later stage? What was different in your mind? How did you approach that differently? I guess. Well, like I say the, the first bit was the hardest bit finding
4: people and just working out, yeah. The models changed so many times, it went from at the start charging um just charging the instructor for a pupil referral. So we'd find a pupil referral yep. and they would pay us a, a finder's fee mm. um to a franchise um where they pay a weekly fee. Um, so so yeah it's, it's adapted and changed as we've gone. Um, yeah the yeah so the yeah the process has, has um just evolved really gradually small small little steps no like massive apart from the one i just said that's really the the big cha- um change that was made early on and and it's pretty much stayed from then pretty much as is really just with refinements yeah you live and learn you you sort of um, the agreement that we have with our instructors is between um between the two of us just it's written by me it's not written by solicitors it's just like this not in small print just this is this is what we do this is what we we stand for yeah we have an agreement and um you know and and it it, it kind of works you know we've we've never needed to you know wouldn't dream of getting a, a solicitor involved if someone broke the terms we just talk about it and if 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 it wasn't working if the whole thing wasn't working we'd just say, well if fair enough we're part companies handshake just you know move on you know because we won't want we you know we just want people to you know, do a good job for us and and you know, i can honestly say the instructors we got do that you know they you know they, they do a, a stellar job um and i really believe we've got a good a good name in norwich and get good reviews and when there is a problem, we sort of, we, we work together to sort it out. And, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I don't quite, in terms of process, I don't really
2: quite know what else to say, really. Well, I, find, I think uh, I was wondering, if, is there, like, did you become more aware of the type of instructor that you wanted in your franchise? Is that something that maybe changed over the time? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> uh, early, early on... Early
4: on, you know, I guess little pound signs did, you know, if I was honest, sort of light up in me little eyes and think, oh, you know, they're not quite right, but I can make them right. I can do, you know, I can yeah, you can you can mould them, mould them into a driving structure. Yeah. and and I, I have learned, you know, along the way that it's not always possible. <laughs> so so um so I did sort of say to myself uh, a few years back to sort of just stop wasting time i looked back at what i'd been doing and i thought you know what i've all oh, i've i've made some poor decisions which has cost me a lot of time and a lot of aggravation so if anyone was looking to do this and and build their own school it's just you know, get the right people get the you know, and I, I guess you will get a feeling if they're right or wrong and, and because whatever that nagging doubt is, if you've got one, it will normally bite you in the bum a year or two years later, and you think, "Yeah, oh, shouldn't have done that." So, um, so that's what I've sort of learned. All sort of trust your gut and just stop wasting time i just think that life's too short just you know you just got to focus on um get it, trying to get it done right and and not tell people what they want to hear or sugarcoat it and sort of you know to give them the truth about the, a life as a driving instructor because it's not all like it's not for everyone and um and yeah and and yeah i have learned the hard way where you yeah, know, ironically you get people through Straight through first time. Six months they leave. They just said, you know, it's not the job for me. And you think, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah that, that's perfect. <laughs> I, I, I guess like a, like a kind of almost wrapping up. I guess was like if you were to go back to your uh, back to Howard two thousand twelve, and you're like, hi Howard two thousand twelve, what advice would you like give yourself? as like, here are the pitfalls that you are going to come across. Well, what the first the
4: thing I'd say is don't spend a load of money on getting trailer training up and running. <laughs>
0: <So>.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah. that's genuinely great advice. Yeah. <laughs> and, and can, can was... I just quickly, quickly, why is that? Just like a, a couple of sentences on that. Why why not? Well,
4: you know, lockdown project. I thought, I know. I know what's missing from our little repertoire, our little portfolio. We haven't got a trailer. So I just threw loads of money at that. Um, <laughs> and here we are. I've got something to take all my rubbish up the tip with, so that's all right. So um, I might get the odd person to train, but no, seriously. Sort of looking back to all that time, what would I do differently? Well, I, I guess what I've said is um, yeah, just don't, don't waste time. Just trust your gut. Go with that. Don't don't go with some SEO company because they'll wreck your site. You know some you know, cold caller email thing I just went with, you know, I don't know what it was, 50 quid a week, absolutely destroyed yeah. um, my site so much so that the guy that looks after it now said in 2015, you'll probably be easier just to have a whole new name, a whole new domain and just write that one off. And I said, no, I want to stick to that. That is my name. And um, yeah, he is. It took a while. I think three years before it was like, before Google had forgiven us for all the um, the bad things we did
2: that I didn't know about. Uh, that, that's great advice. Like avoid those those SEO agencies that just constantly we get them. And although we're great at SEO ourselves, but we get we get people like messaging us about like SEO, SEO, and it's like it is it is really dangerous. It, it could you know rank really, to yeah, uh, top. You know they phone you up and you know. I, yeah. I just stupidly,
4: after a few calls, thought you know what, maybe you know for fifty quid or whatever it was, yeah. a week or a month, I don't even know what it was. I thought I can't hurt, can it? That was I was wrong, wrong, yeah. wrong. I, generally,
2: actually, I, I, I a little point on that. If anyone does want SEO advice, I've, I I've spent in the last like so many years doing SEO. Uh, I'm very happy to give SEO advice because I uh, I'm pretty great. Genuinely, I'm really good at it. Like I know it very well. So if anyone needs like, all oh, help. I'm very happy to help, and and even for yourself, Howard. I know you've got a great web guy, but like, if you need any any advice or or or, uh, right, Yeah. I'm happy then, yeah. Just put that out there. Yeah. Any anything else? Any other advices you give yourself as, as you're starting that journey? I guess. Just do one thing at a time. Do it
4: well. Just don't try and spread yourself too thinly. Just focus on it. Be good at it. Get it up and running get it working and then for, move on to the next thing that's that's sort of how i've done things and i think that's worked i don't, I don't think i made too many mistakes on that i probably didn't need to do the fleet early on that was a bit of a distraction but at that point i didn't know which way i was going i just thought you know i I just was exploring i guess um so i don't regret doing that because it's sort of like, opened my eyes to a another world and and i've still got the badge so but yeah, no, I just sort of yeah do 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 it do something and do it well and yeah because it took all that time for me to go down the trader training route. I thought of it ages before, but I thought no, let's just get everything running, let it get it good. It was a while before we even went to automatic. Just I know, you're like silly, just a silly little thing, but that's just the way I've I've done it. Um, so one thing, there, focus on one goal way, and then achieve blessing. that goal
2: before you move on to the next one. Okay. Yeah,
4: that, that's just the way I do it. But I, I know that there's schools locally to us that have 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 done many things all at once and, and seem to be very successful at it. So I guess that's just more about me. Um,
2: than, than, that's than right, I was, that was absolutely great. I mean, one quick question that really has just come to my head. Sorry, another one is like, Is there any legalities? Uh, I think you guys, all you can probably help me out there. Is like any legalities? I've from I'm an individual driving instructor. I've got Michael's driving school, and I want to like bring someone in. Chris is going to join my driving school, and um, is there any legalities to be like having that second car that I need to set up, or is that I just give him a car with Michael's driving school on it? Like, how does that? Is there anything there you need to watch out for?
4: Well, they're they're self-employed, so. Technically, you know, they're, they'd have their own public liability and, and indemnity right. insurances and things like that. Um, in terms of us as a school, I would obviously make sure I make due diligence in that they are actually an ADI, <laughs> have a look at their badge, take a picture of it, keep a Excellent. record, yep. um, and, yeah, just – and and have some terms and conditions that they'll, they'll act professionally and – and that you've got ways you know, processes that if there is a problem that you'd you'd deal with it professionally and um you're know, like safeguard safeguarding issue or whatever like that how you'd deal with those sort of things yeah okay. but legally i mean anyone help me out if there is i don't, i might be like oh really
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm not aware <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I guess like uh, open up to the panel. now If you guys have got any questions for Howard,
3: just to say on that, there, there isn't really anything. But Howard mentioned PIPL cover. Um, you you want it yourself in case they come along and cause you a problem. Yeah, um, you know, protect yourself against against that. Okay. We we work in a r- real similar way to, to Howard. Um, and I I put in the in the chat. We, we refer to it as instructor first rather than school first so focus on right. focus on your instructors and the rest of it will sort itself out yeah. um, it's, it's
0: also interesting to note isn't it that you know just touching on what you said earlier chris you know how i was talking about making mistakes and we all do you know and we, we hopefully learn from them but you know like, throw the net out and find somebody else who's trodden the path before you that's like chris was saying earlier you know just say, yeah i'm thinking of getting some, some guy in to do some seo who do you use for yours you know and it's <laughs> Quite often you'll find, say, oh, well, I use this guy. Oh, would you recommend him? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so do do your research. Just you know, ask around. This guy any good? And and if somebody's trying to sell you something, if they're genuine, just say, Well, have you got some customers I could talk to? And if they're not happy to let you talk to those customers, give them a wide berth. You know, it's, but if somebody I comes in and says, Well, actually, I'm brand spanking new, I'm fresh from college, I'm equipped with all the latest stuff, say all right, then I'll give you a go, but it's going to be cheap to say that it works first. So just, you know, take a sensible approach. But we, we take these lunges, don't we, human beings sometimes, in the areas we know bugger all about, hoping that it's going to be all right. And sometimes it isn't. <laughs>
1: no. I um I want to ask a question and possibly the most important question of the evening. Uh, will you join me on an episode of the Instructor Podcast? Sorry, will I? Yes. There we go. I'm happy now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he isn't even negotiated a fee. Bob, Bob what have I
4: just <laughs> put myself up for? What?
0: <laughs> no <make a> <laughs> what I was saying about making mistakes.
4: Did I just jump to scene then? What? Yeah, yeah.
1: Perfect. You don't know what you let yourself in for. <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> Perfect.
2: Uh, brilliant, Howard. Thank you very much for that. Is uh, anyone else got any questions, or should um, are we are we finished
0: with that? Well, it's so just fascinating to listen to the story and how it all sort of worked out yeah. I mean, interesting as well isn't it's it just nice. very
2: very i i find it fascinating i actually could ask a million more to be yeah,
0: i'm chuffed that you've made it the way you wanted to be howard because you're a top look
2: i'd hair when i started <laughs> Perfect, guys thank you right um i'll move on to uh mr morton uh um,
0: who who uh,
2: what <laughs> <laughs> um uh and yeah, uh and Mr. Benstead. Um, if that is your the way you guys, yeah. So <laughs> I'll pass on to you guys uh, to talk on about part three standards checks, uh pitfalls, yes. and all that sort of thing. Uh and probably I imagine maybe triggers might come up as well in, in some way. Oh, um, I,
0: I am I imagine they might. This this has a sort of feel of like Alas Smith and Jones about it. <laughs> Gavin's saying Curry Heckle. I found out where you live, Gabstone. go on, knock yourself out. (laughs) Of course you can. And funny enough, yours is one of the first things I wanted to sort of throw up in the air. I've seen it a few times recently where people are saying, I think we need a PST-based test. Now, I fundamentally disagree, and I'm about to explain why. Um, What I loved about the PST test was it did give the ADI the ability to demonstrate their knowledge of the subject, with this eight minute brief that they've done their their, their homework and they knew their, their subject. The downside of it was, you know, it was a case of that they were telling you everything that they knew about it, rather than finding out what you needed to know about it. So that's why I like the new standards check. It's about you being able to adapt what you do to a real live learner, um, where before you just had to sort of win the fight with the, with the SEADI you know, or whatever title they had at that point. What I'd like to have is that knowledge element back in the test, but not in the part three, in the part two, I'd like to bin the hazard perception. And I'd like to have commentary driving and advanced, proper advanced driving techniques as part of the part two. So that would demonstrate your knowledge of the thing. And then I want to see an even bigger push towards client-centered approaches where you have to really work hard to make sure that the lesson is adapted to the learner, not the learner adapted to the lesson, because I see that over and over and over. Um, so just to, just to throw that out there since so you, you brought that up, Gavin, I, I want, I want to let you know that I was reading what you had to say. And that I, I do, I do value your opinion. I can see why you think that, but I, uh, ah, no, there you go, Gavin. You see, you don't like the idea of the PDI picking the subject, nor do I, and I can spot that a thousand miles away. If I sit in the back of a lesson, I can tell who's picked that lesson and this should be really, really penalised for that. For me, it would be game over. Blow the whistle, get out the bloody car, go away, rethink, come back another day. So what we need is to see, and this is my sort of formula. Sorry, Chris, I've rattled away here. Right. I've got, I've my got a formula, when
3: you, when
0: you <laughs> play and I'll, I'll explain a little bit. I'll backtrack a little bit and wind me neck in a little. Um, the reason that I've come to to the way that I'm I, I like to do things now is I've spent a lot of time talking to a lot of people who have fallen foul of standards. Good good instructors who just fall on the backside. That their head flips open, their brain jumps out, and it just all turns to mush. And it all starts, and I've seen it in some of the comments tonight, by describing it as the dreaded standards check. So before you get the invite, your ass is falling out. So this is not a good starting position. So we fear the damn thing. And it, it seems to generate this mystique. It's the bogey man. We're terrified of it, and it doesn't exist. So we've got to get rid of that. We've got to see it as just a test of continued standards. Now, whether we agree where the standard should be, that's another argument, but the standard is where it, where it is. And we'll come to that in a minute when we get the triggers. Um, so what we need to do is, at the end of the last session, with every pupil you teach, you and that pupil will have agreed, what do you think the next logical step should be? What is it we're hoping to do with that? How are we going to go about it? Go away, do your reflection. I'll go home, I'll do mine. At the start of the next session, we'll compare notes. Um, Do we still want to do this? Where are we going to do it? What level of help do you want from me? So we're setting things up so that everybody knows what to expect from everybody. We then hatch a plan. So first row on the standards check in part three form. Did the trainer identify the pupil's learning goals and needs? So it's not a case of saying, well, turn on the road, we said last time, you are still all right to do that? That's not really identifying the people's goals and needs. What I want to see is a proper conversation about what do we want? What do we want from it? When do we want it? No, no, not that. And then put a, putting a proper plan together, second row, was the agreed lesson structure. Now, if that's done right, you can tell whether it's genuine or not. An examiner should be able to say, well, yeah, this is a genuine conversation here. And if it isn't, it would be lovely if the DBSA guy could just lean forward and hey, go, can I just stop you there? Can you just reset? Because I'm not happy with that. <laughs> Whose lesson is it? I oh, know, that's not going to happen. Anyway, so we've agreed something. We've now got a plan. We now need a burst of activity to execute the plan. And then we, we we ask ourselves the question, whether that's on a long straight bit or whether we pull over at the side of the road. It only needs to be a minute or two stop. Is the plan working? Yes or no. There's no maybe, because if it's a maybe, it's a no. If, is the plan working? Yes. woohoo! Round of applause all around, pat on the back, what's next? The next burst of activity has to be different. It must be different or you're failing in your duty. Because we need to either move the lesson on or we need to move the lesson back. We don't keep the lesson the same. There's no point in doing what you've just done because you'll get what you just got. So it's either more help, less help, um, more challenge, less challenge, or... We're done with that today. Then we ask ourselves, is there anything else to add in in that little five to seven minute activity we've just had? Oh, there was that site list, and oh, oh, you said about cutting that corner. Right, okay, let's have a little look at that. What are we doing about that? Are we adding it to the existing plan or are we bidding the existing plan and taking this one? So a proper conversation then about the risk and which is prioritized. And then there's a new plan. That's it, that's all it is. That's all the job is, it's all the job's ever been. It's about you, Managing safety, helping the learner learn about managing safety, and making sure that learning happens, that that person can now do these things on their own without your help. The client-centered bit, and this is why I do not want to go back to PSTs, is all about doing it in terms that the learner understands, that makes sense to the learner, and that, that learning actually happens. I'll shut up now for a second.
3: <laughs> Based on that, that sounds like a, it's a really good test. And listening to what what Gavin's saying and what you're saying, I I th- I think that what's missing is what we want is to prove that people have learnt everything, not just enough to pass the test. Yeah. And therefore, would you say that what's missing, and our DVSA would say it isn't, they have provided it. We're not using it. Is a syllabus is a recognised formalized syllabus that then gets you to the test that proves that you've done it.
0: There are certain things that you need to be able to do. Uh, and for me number 1 on that list and you know there are certain things that need to be need to be demonstrated for the examiner to be able to say yes, I'm safe to share the road with you. For me the biggest thing is the decision making process in a driver. So that's you know the stuff that we normally deal with when we're dealing with advanced drivers or in post test scenarios. Talk me through how you're deciding this. Well, that needs to come in in the early stages. So instead of chelping on it somebody, because, oh, you're too close to that bloody park car, you need to be further away from that park car, go around the block away, and this time you're going to be further away from that park car, there you're further away from that park car, so learning's happened. And then you turn your back, and they take the door handles off. <laughs> just, learning has not happened. So we've got to get involved in how you decide how much room to leave, and what are you basing that on? How are you deciding when to turn? How are you deciding what speed to travel here? How are you deciding where to position the car on the road? And if, you know, now that you've told me that, why, why this position? What does it give you that another position wouldn't? What would another position give you? What's the advantages? What's the disadvantage? So we're training them to be decision makers. Then I can happily share the road with them when I'm on two wheels, and not worry about getting clattered into the deck because they're on their phone. Because if they're good decision makers, they're going to realise that being on yeah. your phone is a bit of a shit thing to do when you're surrounded by people on two wheels. So it's it's that kind of thing. And and the the latest, and I'll I'll, I'll give myself a shameless plug in the workshop that I'm running now is not about the the competencies. Anybody can download that and read what you need to do. It's about performing in an optimal way, not just on the standards check, but in every lesson you will ever deliver. And it's about having that plan in place. It's about conditioning yourself to be ready for the standards check. And that's not like reading the competencies, that's getting used to somebody being sat in the back of your car watching you. And if you wanna really put yourself under pressure, why don't you get the parents to sit in the back of your car? Now you're replicating some test sort of nerves Um, and getting your learner used to it. It's no good you being as prepared as you possibly could be and then taking a learner who's not ready for it and then say, don't worry, the examiner's not looking at you. Oh yeah, yeah, because that makes a difference, doesn't it? (laughs) So it's, it's, it's really important that we start not thinking of this standards check as something separate. It's just somebody coming and watching what you do. So go and do what you do. And if what you're doing doesn't fit the standard, you're the problem <laughs> the,
3: the the question that i know we both hear all the time and is always on facebook is um do you just deliver an all lesson
0: it's, yeah what, it's as normal as it can can be. That <laughs> well i would say yes deliver what you would normally deliver to that pupil on that day but we need to take account of the fact that the pupil's going to behave a little differently you might behave a little differently you're under scrutiny so as normal as it can be um what i don't say is you should be putting up a special show for your standards check and i hear people trying to do that all the time and the reality is the dvsa are starting to sniff this out now uh and they're starting to penalize people for it you know that's not the lesson that people needed and then i'm here I, had, I was chatting to a guy this morning who was saying oh well you know went for the standard and he just said that you know it wasn't about the pupil. It was a lesson that he wanted. That's said, well, what makes you say that then? And of course, there was no explanation. It was just like, you know, they cocked up and they just didn't want to hold their hands up. You know, once we turn the finger of blame this way, and I mean back at you, not at me. Once we turn the finger of blame that way, that's a game changer. And even if it's not your fault, something's going to change. So it's it drives me nuts hearing day after day after day and speaking to ADI after ADI. And it's it's... It's all about, oh, it's the test. It's this, it's that, it's the other. I'm just reading it. Learners are not the same when the examiner is watching. That's right. So a planned lesson won't work. That's the whole point. That's why you have a short burst of activity, and then you adjust. And you'll adjust because they're learning well. You'll adjust because they're learning badly. You'll adjust because there's more traffic. You'll adjust because you can't use the road you were going to use, and you'll adjust because the examiner is watching you, and neither you or the pupil are performing the way you would do normally. So you would stop, take stock. Make adjustments, move on. That's what we're being assessed on there, and it's important that we see that as our job. It's no good blaming somebody else because the lesson didn't work. If the lesson doesn't work, it's the driver training professional that's to blame. End of story.
3: So if if the if the ADI or PDI isn't going to be performing the same, um, where do, you mentioned about preparing for it you know getting yourself into the right space what are your techniques on on that approach where where where, where does it begin
0: if i um i make an assessment of my own of, of how it's impacting on me um, i measure the levels of stress i'm feeling as it gets closer and we've got to learn to understand how stress manifests itself because we're all different i'm very lucky i do well on exams I, for some reason i thrive that is just pure luck but there are some scenarios I go into where I do feel a bit stressed. Um, and it's about learning to manage it. So I'll learn to recognize, for me, I feel it here. And I can feel my pulse sometimes around my nose. Maybe I'm drinking too much whiskey. Is that how it works for you, okay. So I, I can feel my pulse in here. Now he I know I'm stressed. <laughs> that's right. Just the, not the <laughs> swill that I drink. So I learned to understand how that's manifesting itself. And I've developed some techniques that work for me. And there's some very simple things to try. And I'll, I'll, let's try this live. It's like you Geller bending the spoons, isn't it? Let's I'll bend this pen. No, anyway. So while we think about standards checking, we think about it going wrong, and we, we call it the dreaded standards check, I want you to just all take a moment and just think about how does that, how's that make you feel? Do you feel a little tense across here? Do you feel tense there? Do you, do you, does your tongue feel like it's swelling up? Does your tongue feel like it's drying out? Then try some exercises, some breathing exercises are quite good. If you breathe in through your nose for a count, put my finger up my nose there. In through your nose, we'll do this together. Oh, this is exciting. In through your nose for a count of seven, hold for a count of seven, and then out through a hens boom for a count of 10. So in for seven, hold for seven, out for 10. and whatever you were feeling before will have changed somewhat. That's you getting control. Now you've made that happen. The feeling of being out of control is lessened. It's not gonna go away, but it's lessened. Now we've got a level of control over what's happening. That puts, it's not gonna stop you being nervous, but it puts the reins on it and pulls in tight. Then there's lots of other things you can do. Interestingly, I've got a course on this that you can sign up to. (laughs) So it's knowing yourself, knowing who you are, knowing what presses your buttons, knowing how to calm yourself down, and then doing the same for your learner so that you both feel a little bit more control. I'm not saying it's gonna stop it getting out of hand, but it's gonna stop it getting as far out of hand. We wander in here to a, a gladiatorial environment and then come away from it surprised that we performed like shit. I mean, you know, there's no surprise here. (laughs) Just, you know, hello, you know it's going to happen, prepare for it.
3: (laughs) Would, Would you get people doing that on their actual test if they feel things are snowballing?
0: Yeah, pull over, make everybody shut up. Everybody quiet. Get a grip on it then continue. I've always, I've always done that. Always done that. Reading back in the PST days, if somebody was feeling over, there were a couple of ADI examiners that I had to deal with that were a bit overzealous in their stating of points. And it would, if anybody was a little bit meek and mild, it would frighten them. So I'd just pull up just put your hand in his face, stop, gain your composure and then reset. So I've always done it. Always. Why not? It's your test. Especially part three, you've paid for the bloody thing. Get good value out of it. No, 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 I'm going to. And again, even just that act gains that modicum of control. So it's, you know, my, my, my standards check workshops and stuff. Well, Terry, you've been on one you just, just recently. It's all about that now. It's all about making sure the real you turns up, not just on your standards check, but in every lesson you ever do. We're going to stop being victims because we're not, we're the driver training professionals here. We're in control of this environment.
3: But we've got these triggers, haven't we? We've we've got this threat from the DVSA. How how do you how, how do we do the same thing when it comes to that?
0: Well, we can we can look at it and go, well, what's this latest bunchish whatever from the DVSA? <laughs> this is female liner reeling in the. Uh... So you can look at that and go, oh god. Well, what I can tell you is with the back of your hand on your forehead, you can't see the way forward. It's that simple. So what you've got to look at is, well, why have they said it this Why? Why 55%? You know, why Why is it there? Why is it 0.5? So, you know, every other test with a serious on it, why is it more than five driver faults? So you can argue that that measure should be different. And the time to argue that is after it's run for a little while and see what the results are. But as we chatted about before, Chris and Howard, we you know we we figure this is the new sort of average probably, and I say, well, that's the average. We want everybody to be better than that, and I don't think that's a bad thing for the governing body to want. So if you're getting every other test failing, something's not right here. I would be asking myself the question, well, what's going on here? So I would be keeping records of all of this. You know, how many serious I'm getting, how many times the examiners intervened. Um, You know, is my pass rate lower than 55%? Am I getting more than five driver faults? And if I'm getting more than, because of course you've got to trigger three out of those four uh, before it's an issue. So I don't want to wait until the DVSA tell me, I want to spot it myself. Oh, hang on a minute, I'm getting a lot of serious. I was just chatting with an ADI this morning about that. And say, look, the the areas that you're having concerns are, are here, so let's have a little look what's happening there. Let me, let me talk to you about the observation you're taking of your learners doing their observation. Um, and you know, we've hatched a plan to go away and have a think about doing a little different, seeing what difference it makes us, so we can gain control. You know, this is my process, you know. I'm not going to be a victim here, I'm going to take now. I have heard, and I don't know how true this is, that when you get your phone call, if you've been triggered, and you know. If I imagine, if you say to that that enforcement officer when they ring you, "Yeah, I'm on it. I can see that I've got a real issue here with observations at junctions, or I've got a real issue here with control uh, or you know moving off safety," and I'm really putting things into place for that, I've heard that there's a potential then that the 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 exact the enforcement officers go say, "Okay, well we'll monitor that for a little while then," and if they see a big improvement, then maybe you won't get that standard check. So this is about owning your own processes. You know, we, we're, we're not beholden to the DBSA. They don't run the job. They, 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 they monitor what's going on. The government made the decisions. They just run the register and they're maintaining standards. But it's, you know, if we've got an argument to make about whether the standard is right or not, well, we need to join the DITC and let them make representations to us because they've already done some great, and I'm not saying this because you're here, Chris, and they've done some great work in that regard and they're being listened to. This is the this is the most listening the DVSa I've ever been, so let's take advantage of it. Let's not just sit and hurl mud at them. And go, well, this is bloody shit. Look what they're doing now. I like what they're doing. I think it's worthy. And you know, Gavin's flagged up some stuff that he would like to see done different, and there's no wrong with that. We need this big conversation, and the big conversation is more than 13% of us talking to them when they consult with us. <laughs> you can't complain about them. So, you know, if you didn't vote at the last election, you can't complain about the Tories. You're not allowed. You're not entitled. <laughs> vote next time, then complain. <laughs> God, I went off on a tangent there, didn't I? Sorry.
3: Well, yeah, we, we, we've covered the whole whole spectrum. So, <laughs> arguably, if if you're preemptive and you think, I've got an issue, you know, it, it might be, I expect that letter to be arriving, or mm. it might be, my yeah, my figures are are, are yeah. a trigger, worthy. Um, trigger worthy, or just I, I think I could be better. Yeah. Um, do do from from what you're hearing, um, do you think that signing up onto a, to a to a course to address that is something that the DVSA will take a, a, a good view of and maybe push your dates As back well. to see whether you can have an effect on things.
0: Well, I think they've always been keen on CPD, but they've drawn back from it at the, at, the, at the brink each time. So I don't think that's going to do you any harm. The guy's going to see that you're serious about it. And, you know, all my new ADIs, when I was training them and the, recently qualified, they always used to say, you make an appointment and go and see the senior examiner. Go and say hello, introduce yourself, tell them you're keen. And I think one of the things we can do to, to help ourselves here, because we're, we're doing as good a job as we, we can, and if you're working on your own, it's difficult to know, you know, well, where am I in terms of where is the standard and where am I? So get another ADI to do some mock tests for you, and you do mock tests for them. And they're going to give you feedback like, yeah, yours are all a bit quick, mind. Oh, yeah, yours are, they're, they're, they're get a bit close to cyclists and park cars, Ooh, you might want to have a look at that. And and vice versa, you'll see that, oh, this, this guy's learners are all a, a lot slower than mine, or these are a lot quicker than mine. I do get a lot of marks on hesitancy, hmm. Maybe I need to have a look at that. So helping each other again, you know, this 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 cooperation would be great, you know, with with, with each other, helping each other out. You know, we're not, we're not all, I know we are in competition with each other, but we're all part of the same industry, you know. We're, and if we want to turn it into a profession, then we need to be a bit more collegiate. We need to work a bit more closely together. We need to help each other out. You know, it's, it's it's. A, I'm devastated when I hear that somebody's failed a stand. Let's check it awful. And there are plenty of courses out there, you know, I mean, I run courses, other courses are available. Um, (laughs) But have a look and have a, you know, really make sure that what you're doing in terms of your development is what you need. Don't just like sign up to a ton of courses and then come out the other end of it. This happens quite a bit. People come out the other end of it and still fill the standards check because it wasn't the course they needed. It wasn't the help they needed. You know, maybe they didn't need any help at all in that area, what they needed was helping managing the stress and anxiety that leads up on the day. Stuff like, and here's a one for everybody that's listening, and spread the word, get everybody else to do the same. In the next seven days, on every lesson you do, work out how many minutes in that lesson you were working on stuff that wasn't the topic for the day. For example, if you're doing junctions, are you including pedestrian crossings and roundabouts and traffic lights in there? And I hear this all the time. Yeah, well, I've got to do it. And no, you don't. You don't. You just You just haven't put enough time and effort into it to really start searching out for great practice areas and make them work for you. Don't work on stuff that, you're like, because you're spinning plates now, you know, this is the subject for the day, that's that one plate there. And then you've got all these other plates spinning because there's tons of stuff happening because they made a mistake on a pedestrian crossing. There was a meat situation. You know, why, if you're doing basic junctions, why are you using an area where you're going to be forced to do lots of meat? I say this all the time when I sit in the back of cars, car. why did you choose this area? It was convenient. Well, it's not, is it? It's just, it's just made you do a whole lot of extra work that you didn't need to do. Sorry, anyway, off a of the tangent there, Chris. Not like me at all.
3: If it's not you, it's me, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm being very well behaved, as, as Terry pointed out to us, nice and quiet. Um, <laughs> right. But subjects, you said the word subject. Do you feel or do you see in, in the, the ADIs and PDIs that you're working with the – the subject can lead, lead them astray because they end up going with DVSA subjects?
0: Yeah, well, I, yes. Well, I suppose substitute subject for topic, the topic of today's session. I think is probably a better way of describing it. And what I see is people having goals that are just too general. Well, we're gonna work on, you know, this, rather than saying, okay, which bit of it is we're working on? And really focusing on the thing that's causing the issue and iron the thing out you know, short, repetitive route, fix whatever it is, then move on to the next thing, then fix that, and then move on to the next thing. And I'm not I'm not advocating a fault fixing methodology. I'm just saying, put together plans that help you to develop the area that you're trying to develop. Um, you know, and the input as as in, you know, as in when you need to. If you need to instruct, instruct, you know, I'm a big fan of coaching, but that doesn't mean that I don't, I tend not to instruct because I've learned how not to. But just because you instruct doesn't make you a bad person. You know, it's not the work of sin to instruct. It's all right. You know, if that's what's required, do it.
3: Facebook does not agree.
0: Ah, well, there you go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I I think that's really interesting. And I, I think sometimes we get bored or we think that they'll get bored. Yeah. And actually, they don't know they've gone around the same circuit.
0: That's right. Well, it's something Amazingly. that's... Yeah, something that's come up quite a lot when I've been working with with people. And I say, well, look, you know, you're letting a lot slide here. Well, when we're working on this, yeah, there's all this other stuff. How's that going to look from the backseat, do you think? Nobody ever thinks about this. If you were the examiner, what would you think? Well, he thinks you have missed it. Well, I haven't missed it. Yeah, but he thinks you have. Who's marking the phone? So if there's things going wrong, fix the damn thing. That's your job. Keep things safe. Um... Interesting, Gav, the route dictates the subject. Well, you can argue that the other way around, couldn't you? What I'm saying is, don't see it as a route, because if I think of it in terms of a route, I start here, and let me see if I can get this all on screen. I start here, and I go up here, left, right, up, down, 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 and then I end up back here. That's what driving instructors generally see as a route. I think of it as a practice area, and my practice area wants to be somewhere I can repeat whatever it is that we're working on multiple times in a short, period of time. So it's a slightly different way of, of, of thinking about it. We are quite right, but we should be looking at the, the thing we're working on and then getting a practice area ready for that. Not getting a route and then just doing whatever we can along that, if that makes sense.
3: The, the route dictating the subject is a bit like walking around the supermarket and whatever you walk past is what you're gonna have for dinner. So you you kind of pick the bits first and then yeah. decide what yeah. you're cooking.
0: Oh. And I after, mean, I understand what Gav's saying, but it's- We,
3: we should be working the other way around. Yes, that we should look at how can we get the best out of. So I think there's a it's give and take. It's not always, and and it's a driving instructor issue. It's black and white, isn't it? We're all about the black and That's white, and same. it never is.
0: No, very rarely, very rarely, and as Gab will very well know. But it's I think if this shift to thinking about practice areas, and and the practice area, try and make it so you're just working on the thing you're working on to the exclusion of other things. I mean, you can't always do it, obviously. But the more you can do that, the the more you'll get through it. And and the the conversation, which is where I was going to start from here, the conversation I've had with a lot of people in in recent times is they're saying, yeah, but if I'm doing that sort of stuff, won't won't the people feel like I'm picking on them all the time? I said, well, I'll tell you what, why don't you try it with the people and see what they say? And consistently, they're coming back and saying, oh, I really enjoyed today. We've got so much done, so many issues that I had, so many worries I had that are gone now. Because we're actually working through it. And that, you know, what learn, as, as Gav said before, learning is happening because you know we're getting the learning out and, and we're getting to the end of it. And the pupil feels better because they now feel well equipped to deal with it. They've come up with their own ideas about how they're going to do it. So that's lifelong and permanent. That's not just because I'm chirping on and they don't forget that post-test because they came up with the solutions. For me, that's that's the key, I think, really. Oh, look at the time. Have I really talked that long? It didn't feel like two seconds.
2: Yeah, uh, it's it's fine. We didn't we didn't start on time, so like it's okay. 100. It's okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, so we're we gonna are we gonna blame Kristen?
2: will blame Chris. Why not? You want to stick the blame.
3: Usually the way it's fine. I, I was going fi- to going to finish, and, and unless you had anything else you wanted to to cover, but I was going to finish with with a, a leaf out of Terry's book, uh, something that I've learnt recently from him of of pushing people to say, where are your courses, and how can how can people find them?
0: Uh, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> if you go to learning dot co You'll find them all in there. Standard, it's it's in there. Standards check workshop, and it isn't just about the standards check. It's about making sure that when you are assessed, and anybody looking at any of your lessons, it's you, but on a good day. But achieving that every day—that's what it's about. And the job is more fun then.
3: It, it's like we still call ourselves driving instructors because no one's looking for driving coaches. Um, and if you Google go driving coaches unless Michael's done the SEO, you, you'll get coaches. <laughs> um so uh, so yeah it's, it's six
1: weeks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, thank, thank you Howard for, for coming on board. we, we
1: Yay
0: uh,
3: <laughs> Great to have you at the so,
0: uh, no, D yeah. I T C so I didn't tell everybody you know they booted me out today. Couldn't get access I've been
4: booted out tomorrow.
0: And well, I know well, I said I did this? it
4: and I forgot and, and I think I'm gonna do that right now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Got out. Yeah, but Bob, Bob's been evicted from the DITC. like right, it. Bob, we will have wrecking. we will fix
2: that for
0: you. <laughs> no
3: money. <laughs> <laughs> Having moved house, you see, the card. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. <laughs> well at least Thank the cat be here for the June. Lunatic animal. So yeah, I mean the, the standards check, the, the trigger things, it's it's on the thing don't be a victim grasp it by the throat and own it it's easy
3: sounds good to me
0: thanks all for listening thank you it's been fun
2: yeah thanks everyone um uh, yeah I, th- I think um as as bob bob is always that's like brilliant like even even for me it's not ideal it's just like it's great to listen to i'm um, just like nodding along like i should be an ideal i get it <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I uh, know it's it's
0: absolutely brilliant.
3: Um
2: I,
0: I did notice that nobody volunteered to take you on there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you know, what would people do for tech solutions inside the industry if you decided there you to this jump?
2: This in is it, This is it. <laughs> so yeah, I know. Um so I, I would if I had the time. Lynn, I genuinely sat there listening. I was like, maybe I should. And I was like, at least it'd be a PDI, but I just don't have the time right now. But maybe once we get there, once we yeah, maybe I can once you get a minute to breathe, I can I would genuinely like do that, because why not? Like it'd be I really I I kinda should do it, I, I think actually. I'm kinda coming more to the point that I probably should do something in that in that area. Like yeah. even at least go through like part one and part two, because why not? Yeah, well, like, yeah, why not? Why not? Why it's, not, it's, right? I, I should do it. Like, yeah, I guess,
3: who are you a, gonna go to for training? That's sorry, a, what was that who are you gonna go to for training?
0: That's oh. gonna be a, you know, well, gallons in your woods. Yeah. Gavin's just asking the question: Who's going on Sunday? I'm hoping. I will that, go on Sunday. I can get the fuel. Are we all going? I know I'm you're, going. Going, Chris.
1: I will be there.
0: I'm going but to try and be there. Depends on whether I can get a tank full of fuel. I hope you'll be there, Bob. That'll be brilliant to see you.
1: I'm there, microphone in hand. Excellent. There oh, we go. Perfect.
3: perfect. If, if anyone comes around staking something in your face, it will be Terry. Yes.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, a microphone there you go <laughs> it wasn't me
3: and
2: with that no <laughs> no perfect um yeah so um let's uh yeah I, I i'd love to catch up with you guys and find out how this format works and and everyone here let me you get like anyone's got thoughts on this format like and any feedback please email me at michael at gorodi.com i'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions what worked what you thought you could be better like always happy to improve this uh and should we run this again and how often would you like this sort of session um to happen because um i i definitely enjoyed it and i hope uh the people here did it too so
0: i think we, we've also said that before and we you know if somebody's out there struggling you know don't don't sit at home struggling on your own get in touch with one of us we'd, we'd be happy to help for free up to exactly. a point
2: exactly well that's what we're about right we're about helping each other and and yeah like and that's like what i said about the the seo part is like if anyone actually does have questions about seo come to me, to me. I'm, i know it like the back of my hand so yeah um okay guys i think we'll call there i'll probably catch up with the panelists um uh in the next uh tomorrow at some point and just find out what you thought about as well uh and thank you very much for all of you so for taking the part. like everyone gave like so much value there to, to everyone so thank you and got a really good turnout as well so thank you very very much